0: Hey gang, you're listening to episode seven of How Are We Not Invited? Get ready for more stories about celebrity interactions as Rebecca and I get into some of the most wild, over-the-top rap parties that we've been to while working in production. Oh, how times have changed. Then, we bring on our dear friend and one hot mama, Christy King. She'll tell us about her journey working for Marvel, and she gives us an honest, raw conversation about being pregnant and being a mother in the industry. Love her and all of the girl power in this episode. Production seems to be starting up again, but still no rap parties. Even so, how are we not invited?
1: Rolling out now for an epic night, dressed to the nines, all stars in sight, but to their fright, they can't get inside, And on the guest list, well, check it twice, can't get in, revs anger ignited, MK's heart stop, can't revive it, bouncer saying, hey, let's not get excited, day out back, how are we not invited? How are we not, how are we not invited? Episode 7, here we are! Hi everybody!
0: I feel like every week I remark about how I can't believe how many episodes we've had, but we're like close to two months of doing this now because now we're bi-weekly, so.
1: I know, and we're like closing in on episode 10 kind of, which is like such an accomplishment.
0: Yeah, I'm loving that our episodes are connecting us with old friends too, which is something that we have really exciting today, which is our friend Christy King. She's going to be on with us. We worked with her up in Boston and now she's like, doing her thing in Atlanta and Mm -hmm. so
1: that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we we had such an awesome conversation with her. But before we get to that, Mary Kate, how are you doing? You're still in the Cape, living your best life. I am, I'm still here going to the
0: beach because since I was working from home for the first two weeks that we were here, I figured I would take an actual vacation and like be able to hang out and spend my time doing things other than sitting here working during the day. Right. Um. So that's been really nice. Like, I haven't really done anything spectacular. Oh, I went to a drive-in movie last night.
1: <gasps> that's I awesome. What movie yeah. did you see?
0: We saw Jaws. And <gasps> then we started to Stop. see Jaws 2. It was a double feature. But, um, yeah, it was cool to see Jaws on Cape Cod. Oh. And I've never seen Jaws before. And it's basically set here, shot in, um. well, it's not really set here. It's set in a fictional island called Amity Island. But was shot on Martha's Vineyard so I was like yep. I, that. I know that I've been there yes.
1: don't you um, love that yeah when it was can... really really cool oh my god I haven't seen Jaws probably in 20 years now you're making me oh. want to see it but it sounds so cool to see it in a drive-in <gasps> yeah
0: it was so it was great I enjoyed it a lot
1: that's awesome
0: it's fun how like new things are, or old things are becoming new again like drive-ins where you're just like in your own car and oh yeah stay away from people it's exactly. been great That's awesome. What about you? What have you been up to?
1: Well, I successfully got through two weeks of my new job. And yeah, it's been pretty busy. And um, we actually are finally going to be moving into some office space on Monday. So I've been working from home um, for the past two weeks. But now I'm kind of like getting into the whole like mindset of, okay, I've had kind of this freedom to work from home and kind of be on my own time and like not in work clothes and you know I don't have to worry about taking my dog to doggy daycare which is what we normally do because um Jesse my partner works a full-time job that you know and both of our work days are like 10 to 12 hours so we can't leave Mm -hmm. her alone for that long and anyway so we usually take her to daycare so now I'm starting to think of all that work-life balance stuff where now I need to like okay, I have to figure out like how am I handling the dog again with totally. limited uh, limited hours at dog daycare because of the pandemic. And oh. yeah, and I'm working on the other side of town. So lots and lots of traffic. As all you LA people know, I'm, I live on the east side and I'm working on the west side. Crossing that 405 is always a nightmare. So yeah. not ideal, but... Um, yeah. And then I'm just kind of thinking of, you know, just like, you know, as far as the gym and my hobby, not that I'm going to a gym right now, they're closed, but you know, my working (laughs) out and all my hobbies and the things that I've been doing before I got this job. Now I have to decide, uh, you know, how I'm going to handle that and how I'm going to handle the situation with my puppy and uh, later we talk about this with Christy. She has an actual child, not a, a human child, not not a dog <laughs> child. And um, it's a great conversation because we talk a lot about um, her, you know, balancing being a mom with her baby and, and working in the film industry, which I have to deal with too with my dog. So, you know, once I eventually have a human child, I know it's going to be a little bit yeah. more intense. But anyway, yeah, so I'm just kind of starting to um, – try to get a little more organized with, you know, we had four, I, I had, I know you were working, yeah. but I had four months off because of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. So I got to snap back into work mode, baby.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about production offices the other day, um, cause it popped up on my like Facebook memories that I don't even know how many years, I don't remember now, but like a few years ago we were close to wrapping up uh black mass and i had like a picture of me and a couple of the other accountants and we were all like basically sitting on top of each other in our office like for the sake of the picture we were actually sitting next to each other on the floor like actually Mm -hmm. on top of each other but like the closeness Mm -hmm. physical proximity like i can't even imagine getting back into that now but it also like reminded me of the happy times because I just had my birthday and I yeah. had all these flashback memories of like birthdays in the office where people would put all decorations. We would always de- decorate each other's desks and stuff. And- yeah, that
1: was so fun. Yeah, um, so, so fun. speaking of all that funness that we had together, I was just wondering for like you know future shows if they're gonna have you know how all the shows have those wrap parties at the mm-hmm. end.
0: Yeah. And
1: you know we all get together and celebrate the the completion of the film, and they're huge they're huge events. We mm-hmm. should tell every we should tell everyone about the judge rap party. Really? Oh my probably.
0: god, that was very fun. We did some fun rap parties. Yeah,
1: go for it. Okay, so the from what I remember because it was a long time ago, um, <laughs> but no, it was pretty much the best rap party I had. So we rented a legitimate mini cruise ship
0: the spirit of boston the spirit if anybody of boston. remembers
1: <laughs> <laughs> they rented a legitimate boat for this movie legitimate oh my god um it was and a yacht. yeah a yacht <laughs> i don't like know a why think, yacht. Yeah. yeah it was like a, <laughs> exactly and it was three it was three floors right mm-hmm. plus he, a roof i think too yeah and we've we were on the boston harbor the entire crew was on on this boat that and cast a, and yeah that's right and cast and each floor had like something different going on. There was karaoke. There was an ice luge. There was food.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like a casino level too. Yes, that's right. Yeah.
1: It was oh. legitimate. Literally, I have never done something so insane for a rap party. And at the, I think it was towards the end of the party, they actually did fireworks off of the Boston Harbor. That, that the, boat, so the boat docked or like stopped and we were able to watch these fireworks from the roof of the boat. It was epic.
0: It was so cool. And like there were so many, it was like such a small space that like you, we were also sharing with celebrities, which often happens during a rap party. And we do talk about it later about how, like, what do you say to a celebrity? You want to be like, I'm your coworker, but at the same time, like do they think you're a fan and whatever. Yeah. And I was talking to our friend Kayla Cruz actually on my birthday and she was showing, my friends were doing like your favorite picture together. Oh yeah, that's right. And yeah. Kayla's favorite picture of the two of us together was me and her and Billy Bob Thornton yeah. from that party.
1: <laughs> and yeah, because he was, ha- he was hanging out on the roof of that boat. Near the cigar
0: the- bar. Yes.
1: <laughs> was like, most yeah. of the night.
0: And I, this picture of me, Rebecca and I laughed because my face was so white because I used to put on so much makeup that it was like reflective. (laughs) And I had this like big red lipstick kiss on my face. I have no idea who Who gave it it to me.
1: Probably me, honestly. (laughs) That's true. It's very true.
0: I I always wore red
1: lipstick to the party. Yeah.
0: And I'm just like beaming like the moon talking to Billy Bob Thornton because- Yes. Uh, Kayla really loved him, and I was like, I'll talk to him because she was like, I can't, I'm nervous, I don't know what to say. And I was like, Oh, family,
1: don't take him." I was like, She loves you, and he's like, Okay, like, yeah, he's such like, a nice care. person. He's so nice, I agree. Oh my god, that was, was so epic. We, ha- I mean, it is, I feel like we deserve it after all the hard work we put in oh, throughout totally. the project. I know um, we did on. Black Mass was the Boston Aquarium, remember? Oh, yeah. So we that's actually great. got to like tour the aquarium first. With yeah. our, they gave you drinks when you walked in and then you walked yeah. through the aquarium and you got to actually see all the animals. And then you ended up in this big uh, tented room and that's where you kind of had the the partying and the music going that was so cool was, I yeah they're always like that. themed and fun and like yeah. in, usually if the if the budget allows they're in like interesting places and
0: yeah one one of the shows that i went to uh, that i worked on was jessica jones and we had we had the party at a hotel and david Tennant. it was very cool he was doing magic that was interesting um, love it yeah very funny And then they had a big school bus come and i actually think it was just like a pa's friend who like owned this school bus that we all (laughs) piled into afterwards and we just like drove around brooklyn in this bus that was really fun i tried to climb up onto the roof of it and gashed my knee oh god that's the person that i was at that moment
1: Rat party Um, injury yeah. yeah. Men and yeah. We did um the Fast and Furious Eight Fate of the Furious Rap Party in Atlanta. I remember I can't remember the name of the place, but it was a rooftop and it looked Ooh. over downtown Atlanta and you had a view of like this famous carousel that's in oh, that's so sorry, not carousel, Ferris wheel. Pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Big, I knew what you meant. <laughs> yeah.
1: A big Ferris wheel um Ferris wheel and um it was just really beautiful and it was like A fun rooftop with like gorgeous view, Um, and Ty and Tyrese was there, and a couple of the actors, um, Helen Mirren showed up. Like a lot of that's the fun part is when the actors show up, and you're kind of like, I'm like, you know, sort of partying Uh, with this actor right now, but like not really because we're not. Yes. So on
0: finest hours you were an actor's assistant, mm-hmm. so we had kind of become friends with some of the actors along with Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the night, all the lights had been turned on and there were like pockets of people talking all over the place. And I saw a couple of actors that I recognized standing around talking to each other. And so I walked over, assuming that there were gonna be other people that I knew in the group. I actually think Christy was with me. She's gonna be on the show in a second. Mm-hmm. And I walked over and like holding court in with this crowd of guys was Chris Pine, who was like <laughs> dumbfoundingly handsome. And I, with my liquid courage, actually no, I think he introduced himself to me because I just Ooh. walked into the group. Of people yeah. As if I knew them I knew a couple of them but like Mm -hmm. just walked right in And he was like hi I'm Chris And I was like I'm Mary Kate And then he was like we were inside And he was wearing like a a Canada Goose Down jacket and this was where my Liquid courage like Mortifies me to this day (laughs) But I reach over and I Grabbed his jacket with my hand The zipper of his jacket and I went What are you cold?
2: (gasps) Why did I do that?
0: Why did I do that? And he was like, well, kind of, you know, and he laughed and it was like totally fine. And then I, at the time, used to wear rings on every finger. Mm -hmm. That was like my thing. And he
2: like kind of
0: razzed me back. And he was like, hmm, I've never really, he actually took my hand, which was like, oh oh my God. Um, But he like took my hand and he was like, hmm, I've never really seen anybody pull off a ring on every finger. And I was like, Ooh, okay Touche, Chris Pine, touche, okay. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, we went to the to Chatham Squire afterward and I was like uh, I think he invited me because he was just like telling the group Did that, you that that's where invited, they were
1: Did you get invited Mary-Kate? Did you actually get invited somewhere?
0: Oh my god no uh, definitely not. Uh, he was just telling the people that I was standing with who were also actors uh, that that's okay. where they were going. He was super not inviting me but I thought he was so I went <laughs> and I went uh, and it was not that fun because I, I was not meant to be there. I was not invited. <laughs> How were you not invited? How was I not
1: invited? I was with these people i insulted
0: you how was i not
1: (laughs) i love it we have so many of these crazy fun work stories that we will continue to share with you guys over all of our episodes i'm sure definitely and we'll have to ask christy in a couple minutes what
0: her experience has been because i'm sure working with marvel she's had a lot so why don't we get into that conversation with christy now
1: let's do it
0: enjoy Hey everybody we are back we're here with our friend Christy King. We all three met on The Finest Hours which you've heard us talk about multiple times and now Christy is working for Marvel. She's doing big things. She's a mom. She's amazing. We're so happy to have her here. Hi Christy.
1: Hi Christy. How are you? How are you guys? We're good. good. I'm happy to be here. We're so happy to have you and talk to you. Yeah. We want to talk about so many things with you. So yeah. <laughs> I hope that we have the time because we just love you and your talents and your stories. So let's start with kind of, well, Christy's from Massachusetts. Yes. Like Mary-Kate. Yeah. Um, so she's an East Coast girl and we met, like Mary-Kate said, in Boston um, on the finest hours. But tell us how you kind of got into the film industry and and what you do
2: um because finest hours was your first show right it was yeah okay. yeah um i was in stocks in boston at state street and i took the train every day for like an hour and i was just i randomly started watching b-rolls on youtube oh wow i think the one just popped up and then i got sucked in and then like, basically my all my favorite movies i just searched them watched them and kind of was like oh my gosh there, there's jobs that you can do in the film industry because no one really told you that you know
1: and yeah um, I agree like you don't really realize like how extensive it is if no. you don't, if you if you don't go especially to film. not
0: accounting you never think that there are like
2: accountants
0: on a movie like why would that make sense
1: yeah right
2: yeah, it was, it was pretty, yeah, it blew my mind. And then I read that book, like Hollywood 101, and, oh, which that. You know, gives you tips on how to get in. <laughs> and then um, I did just, it work. No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it went the Craigslist route. Oh, wow. uh, I don't
1: know yeah. if I ever heard that. I didn't even know you could do that.
2: Yeah, who would? <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I just like was searching and I realized people do small, like independent stuff on there. And there was people on there saying, you know, we're doing a quick two day thing. Usually it's a, you know, an unpaid commercial or someone's trying to uh lobby for something or anything like that so I reached out and they met me at a really sketchy diner (laughs) and uh they had a notebook that they brought and it was upside down nothing written in it besides like one word and I remember just being like I hope I don't die right now (laughs) I was <laughs> what was the one word do you know what it was I, I don't it? Even, I might have been the title of his thing <laughs> was, he a
1: pro- was he a producer or a director or all of it I think okay like, it, the the video maker. Video,
2: according to it is they were gonna use someone's apartment and he was most of the things but he just needed like an assistant and like maybe a sound guy
1: okay so
2: I was trying to be the assistant, and I got home that day and called my mom, and she freaked out. She was like, oh, "Literally, we're about to get murdered." And we had a party that night with friends, so she's at the party just talking smack about me to everybody. Like, I can't believe she did this! What was she thinking? And someone overheard her and was like, "Oh, I'm a producer. I'm about to do my own documentary." And oh. he out a business card and um, I called him. Luckily he was legit and I, I helped him on his documentary for like almost a year.
1: Wow. wow. As his assistant?
2: Yes, but for free. Wow. So, oh, yeah. Because it was his own. So it was his own savings and mm-hmm. all that. So I was doing it after work every day and on the weekends and and then one day, I finally just looked at him and said, this is taking longer than I thought, and I need to start making money because I can't do both. And that's when he linked me up with someone on The Finest Hours.
1: Oh, that's... See, everyone has that story. It's always yeah. like you fall into it in like a really interesting... funk. I feel like all my friends in the industry, they all kind of got their first job in such a funny little way like that. Yeah. The uh, Finest Hours, you worked as a payroll... Was it a payroll assistant?
2: I got that interesting title, that accounting clerk, art
1: accounting clerk, I think it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. You did that on the finest hours in Boston, and then you made the choice to move down to Atlanta, which is a huge film hub for those who don't know. Um, And tell us kind of about that move and how that changed your career and led to like what you're doing now.
2: Yeah, I didn't even know that. Um, I was just on that first movie, you know? Yep. And I was riding that high on the finest hours. And then right. at the end of it, everyone always, what are we going to do next? Looking for their next thing. Mm-hmm. Before they get on it, you know, that cutthroat situation. And um, I was doing the same thing in Boston. And then someone had just happened to say, Hey, I know a payroll account down there that d- can't find a clerk and every, everything's taken up because it was a big hub. And she's like, would you want to take it? You'd have to move there, which, of course, now doesn't sound like a good deal. You know, you're like,
1: you're, <laughs> you're like you're... what, I have to uproot my entire life and pay for this entire move and then get a entry-level job?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but at that moment, all I saw was Marvel in my yes. face. You know? And you're
1: like, a Marvel fan anyway, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up a lot of boy cousins, a lot of comics and a lot of Spider-Man at the time was a cartoon. And, um, yeah, I was, I liked comics. And so I was just so excited. Yeah. You you don't think anything else after that. You're just like, yes. Okay.
1: And I know we've talked about it in our podcast before, but it is funny how all every job leads to the next job and it's all about that recommendation. That's how mm-hmm. the film industry goes in every single department. So it's just, you know, a natural thing that you were on the show in Boston and then someone was like, Oh, Hey, I know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that's on this show in Atlanta. And you, the yeah. job is yours if you want it. You know, it's just, it's just the way it goes.
2: Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. You don't realize how often people talk too.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Everyone yeah. knows each other. So mm-hmm. you, yeah. you, did it? You made the big move down there. I mean, were you like scared or were you just like, I'm so excited. It's a Marvel movie. Let's do this.
2: Uh, I probably should have been more scared than I was. It's, I think it's the most irrational thing I've ever done. (laughs) Uh, I literally said yes. I think I had about a full week of just waiting to make sure I was getting my start paperwork and all that. Mm -hmm. And so I loaded up my two door car with all, Put in it and just took off within seven days. And I remember just freaking everyone I know out like my mom, my (laughs) friend. Where are you
1: going?
2: (laughs) Yeah. uh, I probably should have, you know, felt a little more bad for that. But at the time, I was just like, I have to do this, I have to do it. And I think. We all thought I was gonna come back after that, so was it a big deal. It was like, oh, it's just six months. What movie was it that you went down for,
0: or the first one you did, anyway?
2: That was Captain America Civil War. So that was the first one that they meshed, like, all the superheroes into one, so it was a big deal.
1: So Mm. tell people, like, what it means to be a payroll assistant, because I'm sure people don't, don't, you know, the audience who doesn't work in film, they don't know what that means.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're pretty much, I mean, you deal with every person on that crew from actor to, you know, the PA taking the trash out. So yeah. you have to pay every single one of them.
1: Yep. Collect your time cards. <laughs> yep.
2: You have really quick turnarounds for those time cards to get them the checks. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts Monday and it ends Friday and that's all the time you have. hmm so it was pretty intense, but I'm sure if you're in your glory at the time, it's not. And yeah. you're there filing at 10 PM <laughs> and you're like, This is cool though, it's fine. I got to go to set for five minutes, you know.
1: Do you get to visit set a lot? Do you feel like is that something you try to carve into your day or you know, is it normal? I did. Normal? Yeah. I
2: definitely did, especially on my first movie. Mm-hmm. That one I would stay after I was done with work for hours just to like see how everything worked. Yeah. And and then with Marvel, yes, I definitely, luckily my job entailed a lot of that, a lot of delivering things to set and to base camp where their Mm -hmm. trailers are. And so I I luckily got exposed to every piece of that too. So that was
1: awesome. I feel like I've seen on your Instagram a couple pictures of you meeting some pretty cool actors. Like, who have you met on set on these Marvel movies?
2: Uh, I would honestly say most of them, uh, probably because of having to deliver so many things. Right. And you never know. You just turn a corner looking for a person, whether it's a grip or anyone. And and then, you know, or crossing the path and...
1: So, so who who have you met? I, we have to know. You have to tell. i
2: um, like actually had a conversation with, and not just here's a check or here's yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, would be Robert Downey Jr. would be my ultimate.
1: Yes. Um, Mary Kate and I know him very oh, well. Oh yeah, we do.
2: <laughs> I know, and I when I met him, I told him about the judge. Uh, you did? Because uh, <laughs> that's what that's what I that kind of sparked me to get into the industry. Um, I took a day off from work and I told my boss, I said, you know what? I'm really thinking I need to do this. And I went and he was fine with it. He said, okay, all right. And I went and I hunted down where you were filming that day.
1: Oh, the judge. So Mary Kate Mm -hmm. and I, we've spoken about this on the podcast before but Mary Kay and I we met on the movie The Judge a Robert Downey Jr. movie that shot in Boston so now this is the first time I'm hearing this from Kristen. yeah I didn't <laughs> know this
2: yeah All me right. and my friend went so I was just like way in the back on the sidewalk just watching and you literally only see what like a minute of filming and then right. they go off into their trailer and that, yeah. was, that was it yep. but that was enough for me to really have it locked in that These are jobs. They're right here, you know, in my town. Mm -hmm. So I can figure out how to do that.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So what are the other? We now we just have to know because there's so many Marvel fans out there. So you did Captain America: Civil War. You said right, and then that led into many other Marvel movies, right? You're like the Marvel movie accounting person. I feel like.
2: Yeah, if you're if you mesh and and do the work well, I guess if the, and they're just putting out so much um mm-hmm. but then i did guardians of the galaxy volume two amazing and then avengers i did infinity war and end game wow. and then i also did uh, a little bit of ant-man and the wasp and now the most recent is the streaming so wandavision falcon winter soldier and loki
1: and that's what you're doing now mm-hmm. Yes, And now, what is your job? Are you still in payroll or...?
2: I am actually a props accountant now for Marvel. Awesome. Uh, Yeah, with so much constantly going. We're a shared department, so we basically just take anything Marvel gives us
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and are balancing them all. Oh, that's great. Yeah.
1: What has been like your best experience Working in accounting and for Marvel, do you have like a specific show that like really stands out to you, or that you had, you know, that was special or something that made you learn something? Or- um, I
2: would definitely say Avengers was that would have been the one for me. You no, know, you had it an end of an era for a very long-running series for a very big studio, mm-hmm. so everyone had just so much emotion, even actors. You know, it's it's a big deal that you're talking like 10 years basically that they've been working up to this with wow. the same actors, almost the same crews. And so you're just watching it all happen for the last time. Every, almost every prop, every set, every person, you know, like this is the end everyone, they're all going to move on. And so that was pretty huge and pretty epic. And then just knowing how much the world was waiting for it anyway that makes that just puts the pressure on even more yeah and and just you know a lot of those once in a lifetime things and relationships because i've i've been with those people for just five years and you're away from home you're away from family and now these are the people you're relying on you know so yeah it really changes everything
1: and speaking of family, you met your husband at work, right?
2: I did, yeah.
1: And yep. what movie was that? And what does he do?
2: That was Civil War. He's an electrician. Cool. Um, yeah, that was that was great. I did not expect that. Who yeah, does?
1: Exactly. <laughs> it's easy to meet your partner. You guys know my my partner Jesse. I met him on a movie as well. So it's it's easy to do because you're spending so much time on these movies and. You get to know people and like you can't have a social life, so your social life is at work and then you sometimes meet guys that you end up with. So um, you met your husband and you guys live in in Georgia together and I know you have a child together, but it's something that we actually really want to talk to you about because um, it's just not talked about a lot is... Of female being pregnant in the film industry and what that is like and then of course having your baby and having a child so we yeah. really want to talk to you about that so kind of tell us or walk us through what that was like getting pregnant and still having to go to work and how you. yeah
2: felt. it was definitely different than i imagined or probably than most women would imagine as you're growing up and becoming a woman and thinking about how this would go. Mm -hmm. And if I look back on it still, and you know, you always wish like, I wish it was different. But um, on the one hand, being in freelance, we're lucky enough where we can choose our shows mostly. Mm -hmm. And if I was in my first trimester, just found, just finished a show and just found I was pregnant and all that fun stuff comes in the nausea, the craziness. And I got to say no to some jobs to like let that sink in
1: right because you know so, we're gonna feel well
2: yeah and yeah. just even try to like think about adjusting to that life and so freelance is great in that way where i knew i could say no to calls i could hold off and i did but um on the other hand it was hard regarding work once i was at work right the hours I didn't know worked, yeah. crazy like exhausting even if I was doing tens and not twelves it, it's just it drains you on this whole extra level
1: can't even imagine yeah Yeah.
2: Cause and you're
1: like also dealing with like even being I know you're in accounting so you sit down but just carrying that extra weight with you all day and like you know dealing with all the pains and the kicks and the hunger and like all that stuff and then having to like have your very tedious job, but you're staring at a computer screen all day, like.
2: Yeah, and then too, like once your legs and ankles start swelling, I'm, I'm trying to like prop them up under the desk on a box. And then anyone that comes in and needs something, I'm like, oh, hold on. And I'm like tripping over this box. And right. <laughs> it's just the whole thing. But whole thing. I think I just, um, I think you expect to be treated differently when you are pregnant.
1: Right. Like
2: growing an entire human being inside of your body. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
2: Start to finish too. Like one cell to a whole body. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, people are going to be nicer to me or more generous. And I think because of the industry we're in and it's so cutthroat and you are reminded that you are replaceable.
0: Yeah.
2: It's like you don't get that and it's Mm -hmm. not to say in in a bad way but it's just everyone is trying to do their job trying to prove something to somebody trying to create something and it's a very survival of the fittest
1: absolutely Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: so even though I was pregnant you're still treated pretty equally you're like nope but you're here to do this job you took the job you're doing the job and And even with women, I feel like I don't know a lot of women in the industry with children.
1: And I, I, I agree. I don't know. Yeah,
2: I, I tried to think about it because I I did text the ones I knew actually to try to ask some questions. because And understandably why they don't have them either. But yeah. it's just, you might even think, oh, I'll get I'll get some people to relate to me on that end. And you don't really get that either.
1: I find, I um, noticed the women that have children in the industry, at least in my personal experience, tend to have had their children older in their mid-30s up to 40s. I've met a Mm -hmm. lot of women that had their first child at 40, 41 in this industry, and also noticed that those particular women were very, very established in their career, made very good money, and also had a partner who worked in the industry, and they were able to take the entire pregnancy and a couple years into their into the baby's lives off of work. And then it kind of turns into a, okay, well, my husband's going to take this job, and the kids will be with him on set, and then I'm going to take this job, and my husband's going to take that year off, and they'll be with me, and they kind of flip-flop. I've noticed a lot of that. So it tends to be a very specific financial situation as well where they have – the luxury to be able to, you know, be a little bit older and handle it that way. Whereas someone, you know, like us, it's a little bit, like you said, you don't find a lot of people, you know, cause you were in your, tw- you're in your twenties. Um, you don't find a lot of industry folks in their twenties and early thirties. Just like, Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I can totally manage having yeah. a kid right now. You know,
0: <laughs> I feel like that also gets weeded out as well. Like, there are a lot of people that I know that left the industry because they wanted to have families.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: and I'm trying to think too, like I've had a handful of female bosses and I've worked with a handful of women and a lot of them are unmarried. Some of them are married. Some of them are, most of them are not. And most of them don't have kids like you said. And mm-hmm. I think it's just a scheduling thing. I know a, quite a few payroll accountants who do have children,
2: mm-hmm. really? but
0: they, they were, they were like, tough ass women and I support them entirely. And I remember them coming in like at the beginning of the show being like, I pick my kids up from school. I'll be in here at seven, but I pick them up from school at three o'clock or at mm-hmm. four o'clock after their after school programs. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. And you want your paychecks, great. I'm worth it. I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, I'll work from home a little bit. You have to give me a laptop. And it was a very select few women that I know worked like that yeah. and they yeah. were all payroll
2: accountants which is fine. I think oh. you have to like Rebecca said you have to get to that level of seniority yes. yep. where you are wanted you are you're at the top of your department you have been for years um, these people know they want you on their shows they'll go out of their way to get you on their shows you have way more leverage to say I'm going to go bring it to the doctor at 3 p.m.
1: yep than mm-hmm. someone
2: like me. And granted, I feel like I I am in a decent place, but getting, you know, getting pregnant at twenty nine, having her at thirty in the normal world would be like normal if not late to some people. But in our industry it is early. It's early
1: like, I know. Yeah. This yeah. warped this warped like normal that we live in working in film, which is not normal to anybody else, <laughs> um, is yeah, like, oh you had a kid at thirty, wow. Like I'm, you know, mid thirties and I haven't had a kid yet. I want to have children, but like, it's not abnormal that I haven't done it yet. People are like, oh yeah, you'll just do it in your late thirties. Like no big deal. You know, it's totally fine. So Christy, so you worked pregnant and then you had your baby and then you took a little time off and went back to work, right?
2: Yeah, another plus of freelance, of course, would be at the end of that show, I still had about a month until I was going to have her. Mm-hmm. So I just had that month off instead of, you know, regular jobs. You would just work up to it, I'm assuming. Um, and then I did take, I had 11 weeks off. and But
1: I have to just make a comment because it's something that bothers me is people in the film industry don't get maternity leave. So,
2: no, they do not.
1: So even if you were on a show <laughs> that and had your baby while you were currently on the show, and had to leave to have the baby, and say it was a huge Marvel movie, you had the baby in the middle of it, you wouldn't be able to, like, just take a couple months off and get paid for it.
2: Oh, no. Yeah, the second you're done, you're done.
1: That's, like, something that I feel like is never talked about and should be discussed and should be handled by the unions, because if you were working at a studio, Paramount Pictures, full-time, you would get maternity leave. You would... Take three months off of work, four months off of work, make your pay or whatever it is up to a certain point and go back to work. Why aren't freelance workers able to have that benefit?
0: It really should be built into our health insurance. So the way our health yes. insurance works, for those who don't know it, is that you accumulate hours um, when you work on a show that is credited towards the union, basically and there are specific there's a specific health insurance company motion picture health and pension Mm -hmm. and you can bank your hours so you Mm -hmm. have to work a certain number of hours to qualify for a certain amount of time of health insurance and if you work over that you bank it so that when we're not working we still have health insurance if you don't work for a significant amount of time which is what's happening right now to folks who are not working during covid but if you don't work those hours enough in that amount of time you run out of insurance, but you would think that those kind of same insurance benefits could be applied to a maternity leave situation. Yeah,
2: you and would like, Yeah,
1: yeah. And I'm trying to think. I'm like, unless there's something I don't know about.
2: Oh no, I did all my research because I
1: wanted more
2: time than that. Yeah. Um, but then my job too. I would have missed out on it if I, of course, because we're freelance. So. I tried to buy as much time as I could until they were like, no, we really need someone right now. Do you want us to, you know, find someone else and what can you do? So I just said no. And she started at a sitter, you know, 11 weeks old. And yeah, you just.
1: Now how was that for you? Like emotionally and physically and all like, like what was that like having to like leave her with a sitter and get back to work and do these 12 hour days and. Have nobody care, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but did anybody um,
0: care? Like, see, were, were they more apt to give you a 10 hour day than a 12 hour day? Because I
2: requested like, it. Maybe? So, luckily, when I was going to this job, um, I feel like I had enough mm-hmm. tenure to. At least request some things. Now I'm not going to be that, I can't be that payroll accountant who leaves, you know, yeah. at two on a Friday, but to at least say I need to stick to these hours every day, not because of me, but because sitters and daycares, they don't work past 630. Mm-hmm. And if you are a minute past or five minutes past, they urge you. So it's like right. I have to get her. There is no ifs or buts. And so this has to be my schedule. Of course, I'll answer emails later in the night while I'm rocking her or if I'm up in the morning making her food or whatever. But um, so it doesn't stop, but there's a time that I had to put on it and it was agreed to. So well, I am good. lucky to have that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm but, sure not everyone will ha- would have that luxury, you know. No, yeah, on that- what the job is. What if you're an assistant, you know? Or what yeah. if you work in production, or yeah, um, what if you're on set? Yeah,
0: if you're a props master or something, or you are a set deck person. Oh yeah, like, you can't
1: leave either. Yeah, that's like they depend on you. I mean, yeah. I get. I, I imagine these women just wait it out until they're fully ready and. have a lot
2: of them that I know do. Yeah. They'll take like, instead of like, I took 11 weeks, they'll take years off Mm -hmm. and then they'll go back once the children have school and like more people to watch them and they're a little easier. But again, we don't all have that luxury. You know, my husband can't just afford all of our bills without my help. So
1: yeah. I mean, it's a huge financial hit because if you, if you're on you, like we were saying, like Unless you're that big department head and you're pulling in a lot of money, you know, yeah. and it's, it's such a culture, but, um, do you feel like Christy that, you know, your opinion changed as far as work-life balance? Like, can you speak to that at all?
2: Well, I would say it gives you a reason to need work-life balance. Cause I don't mm, think I right. had it before. Yeah. So. You know, before your whole life is that job and it's pretty well known by everybody. If you say yes to that movie, you're on it from beginning to end, you give it your all. And then when it ends, you okay, some people can take a vacation. Some people have to keep going Um, and that's it. And I think now having a child, it makes you one question this career pretty much all the time. And something, you know, it seems so solid to me before, now it's just always in question. Every day, you know, every time that I'm trying to finish something and I'm looking at the clock, like I can't be late to get her or I'm doing something in the morning before she gets up and I'm looking at the clock, like I need to get her up, I have to do X, Y, Z for her. And um, it's pretty much, you know... It just looks like taking care of another human being before yourself, which in a career like this normally would be impossible,
1: because
2: mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you can barely take care of yourself before the career. And now,
1: exactly, it's such a barely enough sleep. Yeah,
2: like I can barely go to my own doctor appointment during a movie. Never mind yeah. this tiny human that I don't have a choice has to go so it's it's uh you know it's a lot of it's a lot of that it's a lot of wanting to be in both places all the time wanting to Mm -hmm. still build my career and I love my job so I always want to give my all to that but wanting to give my all to her and I think there's like a quote about women always wanting to give 200 percent to everything they do yeah and I think that's we just spread so thin for it Mm -hmm. and I feel that now more than ever because I'm trying to give my job everything I have and her and you can't do both so someone is always losing out whether it's the job her me and it just as a woman it leaves you sitting there just never fully satisfied
1: Yeah. yeah and I that I was just gonna say the other thing about it too is I think men have such an advantage when they have children because, you know, we all have worked with all these men, you know, directors, producers, department heads. And if they have kids, they're usually young and they're just like, oh yeah, my wife's at home Mm -hmm. watching the kids and they can love their kids and, you know, and, and deal with the kids on their own time, but they can go to work and not have to stress the way you're stressing, Christy. Yep. Because it's just different. And they know that there's someone, you know, their partner is at home caring for the child and that when daddy can go home, he'll get that time with his kids and he'll get the time with the kids at the weekend. And it doesn't stress them out at all. They don't have to worry about it in that sense. Yeah, And I just think it's like really an unfair advantage yeah. that they have.
0: I'm- I'm sure there are guys that are working these long days being like, I wish I were home with my kid.
2: Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But with one of them.
0: Yeah. And at the same time, I'm sure they don't have the same level of guilt and feeling like they should be somewhere else all of the time. And like, they don't have that question of like, well, maybe I won't work. Like that's, that is, what's posed to women is like, well, maybe don't work then. Like you want to be a mom, like don't work. Men are not like, Oh, you want to be a father? Then stop to quit your job. Like that's never posed to them.
2: Right. Yeah. My husband is a very big on providing too, because of me being the mom and you just take that duty, not that he couldn't, but his job in the industry, I feel like is actually less lenient than mine. Mm -hmm. So if she has a doctor's appointment or she gets sick at the sitter or she blew out her diaper and I forgot to pack a spare change of clothes, it's all the, all the calls are going to be to me. Mm -hmm. It's me leaving work. It's me taking the time off. It's me possibly getting unpaid. And, and that's kind of just how it goes. And like the plan B, if for some reason I really can't. And I know not everyone's like that and that's great but with his job versus mine and we're both in the same industry but it's like every time something comes up you weigh it out well whose job is more important or at this moment who's doing something more important for the movie right so, you now if he's about to light a scene that's that needs to come on this afternoon and i am doing data entry it's gonna be me right yeah so,
0: Yeah. I always get such a kick out of that. Like, I do remember having this like long going fight with, uh, not fight, but like joke fight with a locations person from Boston where he was always like, locations is the most important department. Without locations, the movie wouldn't function. And then somebody else would be like, no, this is the most important. And like, as accountants, I'd be like, we are also very important. Nobody <laughs> considers accounting important, important, but if we didn't pay for this stuff, the it wouldn't be not happening. Getting made. Exactly. And so everybody there's always this push and pull, but the assumption is because you're behind a desk that you're less important. Yes. And that's like not entirely true, but in the immediacy, I totally, totally get what you're saying.
2: Absolutely. Means. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. And I always love when producers make speeches at the end of shows or at rap parties and <laughs> accounting because they would know more than anyone. They're, you know, approving stuff, but yeah, so, so true. The turnarounds, the rushes, just work, trying to balance budgets of millions of dollars Mm-hmm. And it's in for people to always be like, oh, you're just in accounting. It's like, yeah. no, this it's isn't slap a- in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and on set too, like after having witnessed sets for so long, you're there's a lot of waiting. You know, every mm-hmm. once a shot's done, now the whole next shot has to be set up, and then you're waiting. You're waiting for this department to be finished or this mm-hmm. one. And in the office, we don't have that time. There's no downtime. So down no. None. That's we really eat bad. our lunch at our desk. Yep. You Literally. Get it. We don't get a lunch break. You don't? No. They. And if you, gosh forbid, you ask for one. <laughs> so, oh yeah. My God. Yeah.
0: It's no crazy. Way. How has being home during COVID like, made things dif- feel different for you? Because now you're working
2: again, right? I am now, but I just started back. So I, you know, it was almost five months and, um, I had my daughter, uh, about, I tried to split weeks with my daughter and still had her go to her sitter a little bit just because she gets a different interaction there than with me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had her way more than I was used to because I mean, all those hours that she's typically at the sitter, it really just showed me that. They grow so much so fast, especially in this first year. Like every day there's something new and you realize like, wow, there is so much that I can miss out on because I'm in this career. Yeah. Like you create this person and you see how vastly every little thing can affect their life too. Like whether you're there for dinner or not. If my husband's not here for dinner time, she acts out. And when he is, she doesn't. It's just little things like that that you, you really start to notice when you have all that time with them. And it's, it's such a big scale because you're affecting their future every day. Whereas if I left my job today, someone would just come in and replace me, but I can't leave parenting, you know? So it's a whole different realm that you look at it when you have all this time with them yeah and you're like sure. well which one's more important Ugh, you know such you a really struggle. start to yeah and it gave me time to see all that with her around and see that wow i probably am not the mom i thought i would be or want to be
1: mm-hmm.
2: because mm. you're balancing such a heavy career
1: has it made you feel that y- you would ever leave the film industry or or try something different
2: I definitely think about it a lot. Um, My husband, too, because my postpartum was pretty rough. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And so I think we were all scared of me going back to work. Um, It's better than I expected, but I can't say I enjoy it. Like I said earlier, it's a lot of trying to balance both and give everything to each side.
1: Yeah, it's so -hmm. much pressure.
2: But in the end, I mean, I think it gave me this time to see that I'm not the only person who feels that way. And there's a lot of people out there who feel that, especially women, but everyone really, that they're just wanting this work-life balance that is almost impossible. And if I were to switch out, I think it would be into some sort of career where I could help them, whether I can help them attain it or just help them start their day with a certain outlook on it. Mm-hmm. And just that reminder that you are you're you are a person that also needs to be taken care of. Yeah. And how I have to figure that one out. How I'm gonna fully do that. But that is definitely something I'm really interested in now.
1: Wow, that's really cool. That's awesome. And it's yeah. so true. Like just you saying, like you know, to remember that you have to take care of yourself because when you're working and you're taking care of your entire department and you have your child, and your partner, it is hard to find time. I mean, I have a lot of trouble finding time for myself, and I don't have children. I just have a dog and a partner, you know? And I barely, when I'm working, have time for anything for myself. So it's, to try to imagine doing it with a child. Um, And speaking of finding time for yourself, I know, Christy, that you are um, an artist, and enjoy, different hobbies and photography and things like that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And are you able to have time for the, the hobbies that you love? Yeah.
2: I got to say the first almost year, there is hardly a way to do that because mm-hmm. you're just trying to get enough sleep to function, um, be a parent in whatever way you can do that and give to your job and your spouse and try to give yourself something. So when you have little time, your something is probably a five minute shower or maybe a cup of coffee to yourself or a drive to Starbucks without anyone. But once they get old enough where it's a little bit easier, I did start taking my camera out more and when we go do things or if I take her on a hike or something, I will make sure to bring my camera. Mm-hmm. And I um, haven't really drawn or painted. I do, that's something that probably will take a little more time, but that I also might want to incorporate into that future possible career change.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So we'll see. Um, but I definitely don't think I could ever lose photography.
1: Yeah. It's yeah.
2: Good- Yeah, that one, because now even with a child, you know, it's taking a moment in time that I can look back at whenever, and if I take the picture well, I can also probably feel that moment again and again. Sure. So I am glad I haven't fully lost that. That I'm not where I want to be with it, but it'll come with time, and that's, if any, industry people who want to be moms are out there you won't lose everything forever even though it feels that way so (laughs) but I think any artist would
0: never look at their stuff and be like oh I'm where I want to be good I'm here I've made it like (laughs) always striving to do more with their art and to you know learn more and do better and so I think mom or not you you're growing and that's great yeah.
2: yeah, that I think too, right before, literally right before I got pregnant or found out I was, cause it was not planned. Um, I had started trying to do still photography for on set
1: mm-hmm. and mm.
2: I had done an indie and it was my second thing doing that, that was actually paid and, you know, on a call sheet Oh wow. And, yeah, so I was like, oh, cool, I can start getting days.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
2: then, funny enough, without even having a child involved, I remember showing up there at 7 a.m., and they told me, oh, it should be about a 10-hour day. hmm And we were outside all day on this like open farm in the middle of the Georgia summer. And I, it's like hitting 8 p.m., 9 p.m. I remember asking people, Mm -hmm. what are we thinking? And I drove out of there right after midnight. Wow. Oh my God. And and I had to go back the next morning for 7 a.m. So my instant reaction was, this is going to make me hate photography. (laughs) Like that was oh, my that's first so thought.
1: Interesting, because yeah. it, because it's your job and it's causing you to not sleep. Basically, so you're associating these negative thoughts with your hobby now. Yep. Which is yeah. That's such a good point. Yeah.
2: So I'm yeah. much happier with it just being the hobby. Wow. Yeah.
1: See, it's like it's such a learning experience. Everything you try, everything you do. Totally. Oh, God. And okay,
0: so we've been a little serious. <laughs> Let's Rebecca and I earlier in the show were talking about like some fun, like rap party type experiences. Wow. What has been like a funny story or like the best rap party you went to, that kind of thing.
2: I remember I had to deliver something and people just, you know, walking back and forth at base camp. And I almost ran into Chris Hemsworth in his fat suit. And I had no idea it was him, and I was really just blatantly confused. Like it was obvious by my expression. This very large, <laughs> man with no shirt on, is like out here in the middle of base camp, thinking he's like a transpo driver or something, just gone AWOL. But, oh, but that was a little awesome. embarrassing because popped <laughs> and was like, "Hello," and I was like what yes. who are you <laughs> yeah and it took a while because his hair was weird it was like back in that grungy ponytail and yeah that was probably the funniest because i couldn't stop laughing for five minutes after that just oh my God. And you have those moments with actors where you're like what did i just say Or you see them every day for like months but then if you actually have to interact for a moment sometimes you just slip up in such an odd way for yeah. A-
1: yeah, yeah, because it's also like you're subconsciously in your head, like, okay, I just want to talk to this person as a colleague and as a coworker, yeah. but like are they are they actually thinking that I'm talking to them because like I'm a fan or I want to talk to them about like for my own gain, but really I just like feel like your coworker and I wanna shoot the shit. Like that's what I always feel like. Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. all that
2: goes through your head yeah. in that like, three second span, and then you end up being like like yeah
0: (laughs) i know i had a very similar experience with johnny depp on black mass where he was in all the whitey bulger prosthetics and i did not realize that it was him (laughs) for like a few minutes and he kind of like waved it was very nice and and i was just like who is this old man standing here and then i was like oh johnny depp so watch out for prosthetics
2: apparently (laughs) i feel like that's such an accounting department too because we don't see everyone as much as someone on set would true so when we're just out there doing a run compared to someone who's seen them in those prosthetics probably 200 times already Mm -hmm. where we get taken off guard a lot easier
1: yeah i think so oh my god so funny well christy thank you so much for joining us today you have totally said some amazing things and i really hope that um you know A lot of women are listening and can be inspired by you and I hope that they can gain something from this conversation, especially if they have children or are thinking about having children and Mm -hmm. because it's not talked about a lot and I'm just so happy to have been able to talk about with you and share it with everyone.
2: Yeah, me too. I hope I didn't scare anyone away from it. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> not at all. Definitely, it's definitely not.
2: Possible. It's definitely possible. It's just, it comes along with a lot of things. And I just want people to know that your mental health and all of that, it, you have to take care of it in order to do that balance. You can't just, yeah, I'm going to try, prepare yourself a little bit, I guess. Yeah. yeah.
0: And talking about it pushes companies to do better. So I totally. hope to-
2: I really, that I, would be amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll keep talking about it.
0: We'll keep trying. Well, thank you, Christy. This has been so much fun. You've said such interesting things. And we're going to share your Instagram. And everybody go check her out. Follow her photography. And we love you.
2: I love you guys, too. Thank you so much for having me.
1: All right, guys. As always, thank you so much for joining us for episode seven of How Are We Not Invited?
0: It's been a blast. Tune in for episode eight in a couple weeks.
1: See you guys soon. But seriously, guys. Seriously, guys? But seriously, guys. How How are are we we not invited? invited?